Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! The boys are back in town, ladies, but the girls... (laughs) <laughs> are back in town right now, too, is what we're doing. We are back for Supernatural, Woo-hoo. Season 10, Episode 10, The Hunter Games. We're unfortunately missing Tom Connolly. He got stuck at work tonight. So it's just going to be the lovely ladies and myself tonight. Hi there, I'm Lindsay Wagner, and tonight I am joined by, let's start with, Miss Michaela Phillips. <laughs> Hi, Michaela. How are you? I am doing great. I'm glad to be back. Glad to be back. It was a really good episode. It's good to be a good episode. How was your How was your break since we haven't seen each yeah, other? That's true. Well, happy New Year! And it was her birthday. Happy bur- was, Happy belated so birthday you. to Miss Michaela. Thank you, Lindsay. No, it was great break. Um, glad to be back, basically, and well rested and ready for some supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> and sitting next to Michaela, we have Katie Campbell. Hi, Katie. Hi. How was your New Year's? It was great. Fabulous. It's exciting that it's a new year and we're mm-hmm. finally back. It's been a long time. We've we've had a few <laughs> weeks off. We've been awaiting this episode to find out what's going to happen with the Mark of Cain and Dean and Crowley and Rowena. We mm-hmm. were left last episode, episode nine, seeing Rowena kind of uh, getting close to Crowley and taking out one of his underlings. Mm-hmm. So we saw more of that in the episode today. Mm-hmm. And we also saw at the end of season episode nine that Claire and Cass have gone separate ways mm-hmm. because of Dean doing this major massacre. Mm-hmm. So this is all on the tail end of this coming into this episode, starting off the next set of episodes um, that we (laughs) get to see and we were all saying that we feel like this season has just so much more has happened Mm -hmm. than in season 9 we feel like we've already gotten so much so much more what have been some of your favorite episode moments so far this season so far um I don't know. It's like probably when he was demon Dean. I would probably mm-hmm. say because like full on demon, yeah, full on with the mark as well, um, which we've established he isn't. But I think that was something that they were continually promoting, leading to like this season, and it was just it was right there as soon as like season was it episode not season episode one or episode two it was straight away bang into the storyline of Demon Dean. So I think that would probably be one of my favorite parts because it gave us a lot to talk about, a lot to viewers, the viewers, probably that and anything that was funny. Absolutely. Well, I really love about the season is that we had Demon Dean. Now he's not a demon, but there's the Mark of Cain that's still a problem. We're introduced to Crowley's mom. There's just so much. And I think that's what's really fun about the season. There's still so many more episodes to go. 
and they have all these things that they're stirring up. And I'm really enjoying the Rowena and Crowley mm-hmm. relationship. I love seeing that relationship as well. I'm I'm hoping we get Cole back at some point. I'm hoping he has something to do with the mark and maybe taking it on or something. We obviously know that Kane is going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. Timothy Robinson is going to be coming back this season. Yeah. So we've got so much ahead. Let's jump into yeah. talking about the episode. Mm-hmm. So we come into... Crowley having, we obviously know, a nightmare. His minions, his underlings are killing him repeatedly, and he wakes up. And, of course, Rowena is behind it to comfort poor Fergus, (laughs) who's having a horror sweat. Mm. You guys Um, knew what she was doing when she brought out her hex bag. The hex bag, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, we were watching, we're like, this can't be real, this is a dream. Mm -hmm. And Of course, they're not going to That's kind of, that's true, that's kind of the beginning of what we see Rowena weaseling her way in and manipulating Crowley. This is the beginning. This is, you're right. This is, I mean, this is just the beginning. We saw last episode how she was able to manipulate the woman that she was in hell with. And then having him kill his other main guy in mm-hmm. charge. Guthrie. And and now Guthrie this time. Who was the other guy last? Um, Gerald. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. He like, he's got a name for G's. Um, <laughs> An affinity for G's. But, so we see her manipulation start and how she can kind of turn Crowley. But yet they have this very cute dynamic where even though he's upset with her and he's like, you abandoned me 300 years ago. And she gets upset and saying, I was a career woman. You need to understand this. <laughs> that was funny. You know, but that you can tell he still definitely cares about her. In a way, but he, it's funny because he's very smart about it too. Mm. He knows what she's doing. He guesses. He's like, you're just trying to weasel your way out of here. Although I don't necessarily think she's trying to weasel her way out. I think she's trying to weasel her way into his position. I think he's playing her as much as she's playing him. I hope so. I feel like she almost has a little bit of an edge over him. I do too. Mm. Because I feel like he wants to trust her. I mean, you always kind of want to trust and believe the best in your mother. I've never had to worry about my mom (laughs) leaving me for 300 years. But you always want to trust your mother. So I feel like he wants to. And we see that he completely believes her and takes her side later on when the blade Mm. turns up. Turns up. I think maybe he didn't fully take her side, but he's questioning he's kind of on her side because he's like how could Guthrie know all of this and you know she was right I I had dreams about this and I think that she does have a leg up on him right now but he's still going to you know oppose her I just don't think he knows what she's capable of with all of her witchcraft and what do we think the end result that that's Rowena is looking for right like what's her motive to take his position, I you feel You think like. she to wants his, his position, power? or do you think he just wants... She wants to rule with him and have power with him? I don't no. know. She was sitting in that chair when Guthrie came in, and she yes. was just like... She was very content. We need a more... What did she say? A more stiffer... As soon as she saw yeah. him catch her doing that, she's, something was wrong. She needed to sit in a chair and fix her back, or whatever mm-hmm. she needed to do. But really, though, she was sitting in the throne trying to you know, adjust to, oh, I can see myself sitting in here and ruling. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like the one thing, at least we know Crowley and Rowena have in common as mother and son is they both love the power Mm -hmm. and they both kind of both want to be in charge. Mm -hmm. So I definitely don't think it would be something where they would like, she'd want to rule with him. I just don't think that would be in the cards, but I definitely feel she'd, yeah, she'd want to take her over. But I don't know, like she doesn't need the, 
the first blade to take over Helda. She so I don't know if that was a different. No, but this was this is new motivation for her because she set that spell out to find out what was going on, mm-hmm. why he was leaving to go meet who she finds out are the Winchesters. Winchester. Well, she knows the Winchesters from earlier, mm-hmm. but where he was going and hears about the first blade, and she knows that it's going to have power. So her way to kind of weasel and manipulate in and and take over in any way possible. And I think you're right. I don't think there's any way she's going to want to share this power. She wants it all for herself. I just have a hard time thinking that she's going to be able to overtake Crowley. Well, yeah. I mean, you know what's interesting, though, is we think that she wants to be all for herself. But do you Mm -hmm. think he could ever potentially rule with her and be on that side of sharing hell? Because he did want to share it with Demon Dean at one point. I would see it happening with Demon Dean before I would see it happening with Rowena. Yeah. Not even... I. But he, he seems like more of a sharer because he wanted to share with Dean. So I was just curious. I don't think she is a sharer, though. Mm-hmm. But it's a very different circumstance, I feel, at the same time because Dean and Crowley aren't related. I feel like when you bring Fallon mm-hmm. to it, yeah. it's a different dynamic. Like, even if it was Dean and Sam, not ruling hell, but anything like where it's family-related, I think it changes the aspect. Plus, I mean... I don't see like I, don't, I just don't see like Rowena's point of wanting to rule her like apart from just wanting the power or to be even maybe spiteful and take it away from Crowley. I'm not sure because we know she wants to kind of we know she wants to get the coven back, right? Mm-hmm. So how would hell help her with that if they're demons? Like, well, you have if she's demons, got if it's witchcraft, if she's got what did she say? It was called the Great Coven or the the, the Grand or the Grand yeah. Coven, the Grand Coven. So I mean, obviously, if she's got the power from hell on her side. She has far more power over the coven than two. That, like, got rid of her? Yeah, so mm-hmm. I feel like sh- there's there's other ways. I just don't think Hell is going to help her in the way that she thinks it's going to help her, and Crowley is just better suited for the position. Mm-hmm. But, all right, let's <laughs> jump forward yes. to Dean reliving this massacre, this mass killing that he had. And Cass and Sam talking about being nervous about this and knowing they need to get help for Dean and also talking about Claire because they know Claire has disappeared yet again and Cass is genuinely worried about her and and does think of her as a a daughter figure and I know Katie was saying she was really getting frustrated with Claire this episode and she's just really like and bothered by her. I was because she's just like how could she even believe those people and tell them everything. The people, the two people, friends that she was hanging out with. She doesn't even know them. And she's spilling her guts, saying he killed him and my father's dead and like talking about everything. And then they said that they wanted to bring him around for the meeting and she just, oh gosh, you need to stop running away and getting in trouble. Yeah, like didn't it tick in her mind when she's just telling them, oh yeah, he killed this person and that guy killed that person. Like, I feel like a normal person, like if someone approached us and was like that, like you wouldn't be that calm. Someone wouldn't like just take you in, I don't think, like how they took her in. And I remember like I was kind of contemplating and thinking, I was like, are they hunters? Are they like demons wanting to get to the Winchesters, get to Dean per se? Mm -hmm. I thought for sure. I just thought it was a very unusual dynamic. That they would that they would think they could protect her. Yeah, I guess and it's then killer. we obviously find out that they're not. Well, mm-hmm. as far as we know, mm-hmm. they weren't any sort of demon or, or anything. anything. So then it was really where was there? They were so deluded to think that they could kill somebody that killed multiple people. Right. Yeah, that's exactly. I what feel I was like the thinking. only way like it came into play that storyline is to get Claire to then speak to Dean. Like I feel like that was mm-hmm. the only use of the scene, or to 
speak like to, to Cass. Yeah, to, and yeah, she did speak to then Cass as well. So I, I liked how that ended. In fact, actually, well, we had we had Sam and Cass talking about the massacre and that Randy didn't deserve to die at Dean's hand the way mm-hmm. that he did, but whether or not he died, he still wasn't a good father figure for Claire. And she does need somebody constant in her life or somebody that genuinely cares about her. And Randy wasn't. Randy wasn't it. And Dean, I think, a good thing for him and what we're seeing this uh, season is he's realizing this mark is really trouble. Mm -hmm. He knows he's crossing the line. And I think when we started the season, and even before we started this season, Dean was building onto this mark of Cain. And the killings almost seemed easier for him and now he's kind of refraining and understanding that maybe this isn't so good as much as he enjoys it he shouldn't do it he shouldn't be doing it so he's got a conscience which is good because demon dean didn't no (laughs) yeah at the same time his conscience conflicts like there was a part where sam said to him like i feel like you're giving in to it because kane's lived with the mark so many years and he's been somewhat fine or resist the urge to kill, which I think I bring up like a couple episodes back as a prediction. I was like, there might be a way he can live with the mark. But I think that that wasn't what Sam was referring to. But it's yeah. definitely he has that conflict. Well, Kane has had it for years, too. So he's learned to live with it. So maybe, I mean, it's not been that long with mm-hmm. Dean. So maybe but he can learn. And he's he, Sam did say that to him. He's like, you know, maybe you have to try to learn how to subside it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, Cain was able to subside because of his, like, his true love, so to speak. Like, his wife that unfortunately died. Because, but we, which is but true. he promised her, like, that he would not. So he that. had a reason to not use I it. But he also had more, I think, like we, like Katie was saying, power. he had a few more years on having it that mm-hmm. Dean hasn't yet. He hasn't had time to live with it mm-hmm. to be able to sustain from using it and abstain from using it um but so we see Cass go to the door of heaven and Ingrid shows up and we all know who's going to be with her we I think you Michaela had predicted this um at the beginning of a season that Metatron was going to have to come back and help in some way and how much of a help is he really going to be is he going to help what's what's it going to be worth for him to help them Mm -hmm. But we knew what was going to have to come from Metatron. We knew there was going to have to be some help from Crowley, mm-hmm. some help from Metatron, the Blade, everything, all in one. But what's it going to take? Yeah, well, there was the part where Metatron says to him, it's going to cost you. And then have Every thinking, step. Yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Like, And I think that was kind of cool at the same point where it tied into the title of tonight's episode, The Hunter's Game. So I feel like it's literally going to be his hunting game each step of the way to find out how this can be removed, this mark. If Metatron is telling the truth, and he does actually know. Well, and that's... One would think he does, but he's been known to lie or deceive, like um, Crowley. Know? Yeah, he does deceive, but I do think he really knows how to... I do, too. ...get this away. I just... I hope so. <laughs> I, I genuinely believe that he knows how to. My worry is that he's going to end up screwing the boys over... And only take it so far, and then the boys will get to a point where they have to eventually let Metatron go, and then Dean will still be left with the mark and not have the answer. I feel like they can't do, I feel like the writers can't do that, but I feel like they're going to leave us hanging for a few episodes at that point where we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. 
That yeah, that, I was just thinking like that could happen because we don't know how many episodes this Murdertron storyline will go because we do know like Kane's coming back and that's episode seventeen. And this is episode ten. So I mean, between so is Kane coming Kane, back because they're going to Kane, or is Kane coming back because, because Metatron told him he has to go to Kane exactly, yeah. or because it's failed? Mm-hmm. We don't know, and we know there's 23 or 24 episodes in the season, yeah. so Kane's coming back towards the end. But well, Metatron did make the statement. He's like, the, "Was it the uni- the universe dies at the source? The, the, river, the river shall oh. end at the source. The river mm-hmm. shall end at the source, which is Kane, right?" Well, that one would think so. Well, what's the source? What's the source? Prior to Cain, we don't know that. That's what we have yeah, to find isn't out. It, isn't it God? Because God put the mark put, on Cain. Yeah, I'm, I'm essentially sure, I, yeah. yes. So we have to go beyond Cain. I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting though that Metatron did say that when he had the uh, blade going mm. down his chest it was obviously so much pain for him and he did blurt out something no matter like he tried to resist and he wasn't going to tell him didn't care if he was beating him up he wasn't going to tell him anything but that did come out yeah so we see obviously see it gets to a point where they have locked metatron into the basement they're trying to get it out of him. Dean comes in, has a conversation with him. Metatron says he's not going to do anything. He already gave him one little hint that he's going to need the blade. Mm. So that's when they're going to call upon Crowley. We'll jump back to that. But so he's going to need the blade. Metatron gives him this one tip and says, this is all I give you. You're going to have to pay for everything else. Everything else will come at a price. And Dean is not going to follow by the rules because Dean's in charge. At the end of the day, Metatron, you're locked up. You were in heaven's jail or whatever, and now you're locked up here in, you know, the bunker. Who really has the upper hand in this situation? (laughs) I'm sorry. But Dean does. And Dean is going to go full on, not total demon mode, but to get it out of him and starts beating him up, we see, and then pulls the blade out and starts Mm -hmm. cutting him. Thankfully, we get at least some bit of information. The question is, would we have gotten more if... Uh, Sam, Sam and Cass, Cass hadn't busted in, which, by the way, Sam's trying to break down the door, can't. Cass uses Grace, mm-hmm. which Metatron has already called him out on for having Grace again and looking better and knows he's still going to have to get his Grace from somewhere else yet. I know. No. I, you go, girl. I was just like, don't know, because you, you have to have Grace. But he was le- that's all he had to do. He had to bust through and stop Dean or else Dean was going to kill Metatron. Metatron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dean said that himself. He said he wasn't going to be able to stop himself. So he needed he needed the guys to stop him, and we definitely did get that bit of information out. Perhaps now because Metatron knows Dean is going to stick true to his word, he may be a little bit more helpful. It constantly feels with it. too like Dean has to be washed. Like I was like, how could they be letting him in there? Yeah. Well, they're like, wait, where's Dean? Where th- th- where's Dean? Because I was thinking, I was like, how could that happen? Like, how could you like just let that happen? And Metatron keeps telling him that it's gonna get worse. It's gonna mm. get worse, Dean. Mm. I think yeah, we're in. I think we're too. in for some trouble. Well, obviously, absolutely. I or- mean, but to the extent of what is definitely going to unfold now in every episode because we're seeing past characters are coming back now as well, which is very interesting. We see lovely Charlie Charlie coming back. Coming back next week. Well, so we know the blade needs to be around. Does Dean need to be holding it? Does Dean need to have it on his person? Does Does it just need to be there? 
We find this out from Metatron. We obviously know that Crowley has the blade hidden somewhere. The guys call Crowley. You know, they have this meeting. Meanwhile, Rowena is cooking up a little spell mm-hmm. herself, getting herself in with Guthrie to make sure that she'll instill his help and that he'll help her and manipulate him to help her get whatever she needs. And she finds out by doing a spell that it's the first blade. He's with the Winchester brothers where the first blade is hidden in the bones in the crypt or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she sends Guthrie to go get this. And we flash forward then to Crowley coming back, going to get the first blade, the first blade being gone, coming back to the fact that she's sitting in Crowley's throne Guthrie comes in with it. They have a little bit of words about it. And he didn't want to give it to her. He wasn't going to give it to her. He knew darn well that it has to be handed straight. It has to be go to Crowley. Crowley is number one king in command. And she wasn't. You know what I thought was very interesting was the fact that he held it together so well Mm -hmm. for the longest time. She tried to manipulate him. He's like, no, no, you know, he kept refusing to help her. And then he did that. But he still held it from her. He wasn't mm-hmm. going to physically give it to her. But I'm like, then why'd you go get it get at it all? No, no, no. Place. You can't trust her. You can't listen to her. You're doing so well. He messed up. And then he got what happened to him. He got killed. He, he got, got a blade. <laughs> he got rowena He got a blade through him. And just as Crowley walks in and Rowena plays victim, that, oh, my goodness, right. I was trying to help you. It was so He knew played. all about where the blade was hidden and that you need it for who are oh the Winchesters mm-hmm. and it's the blade mm-hmm. and and oh and totally played it off and it seemed as though Crowley believed her and mm-hmm. she's like, Who can you trust? Right. What are we gonna do? And he's she absolutely so played well him played that, especially then when he's like, I had a vision of this. And that had been from her. I just thought the way that, like, mixed in so well together, like, the timing, everything, all of Rowena's work and manipulation, I was like, you know what? Rowena's really good. And I think it's safe to say from now on we can use the term, you've been rowena You've been rowena (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I mean, she totally, she got him to believe her Mm -hmm. and at least get him... I, I think she got some points. She's running up a list, though, yeah. of all these people. She's, but she's kill. I mean, yeah, she called her out off. for Ger- the whole Gerald situation. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it, maybe it's a little bit different for this situation mm-hmm. with Guthrie, but I think she's racking up points now at this point to at least get him a little bit, even if it's just a, a shade over on her side. He's he's She's trying to build that trust with him, fake trust. Mm-hmm. Um and Crowley has the blade now, but he's not going to give it to Dean. That is the Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Without the mark being gone, but they think he needs it. They think he needs it. And I think that was interesting because when Dean went down to talk to Metatron, and Metatron was like, do you have the blade? And he's like, yeah, I have the blade. And he's like, on you? And then when he reaches back, I was like, oh my gosh, did Crowley <laughs> give him the blade? I didn't know. If, but of course, he didn't have mm-hmm. the actual I loved Crowley's opposition to it at first. When he met with them, he's like, are you crazy? I thought we were getting together to get a beer. (laughs) For their bromance. Gosh. I loved that, though. I really missed that. There was, yeah, it was very interesting. And I kind of feel like um, with the first blade, Rowena now knows it's for the Winchesters. And it's kind of like, well, she, because she's, 
she's manipulating everyone, playing everyone against each other. I don't know what it, good it would do for her, but I feel like she might twist it around and play it in the case where it's the Winchesters against, like, Crowley. Like, I think that'll be, like, her next kind of target. Like, that she'll want to check off her list so that mm-hmm. he doesn't give it. Because he kind of has given it to an extent. He's like, well, I've, I've gotten it out of where I hid it. It's yours, but I'm going to hold on to it till you need it or till you know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, I feel I feel like Rowena might twist that around to the point where then he might retract what he's already done in saying, oh, yeah, I'll give it to you to remove it. Yeah. So... I feel like that'll be, like, her next thing she'll want to check off and... Because then she needs it, so she'll have it back. So she has... And she gets more power then. Mm -hmm. So before Dean has this whole craziness with Metatron, his little phone call from Claire um, saying that her, you know, he needs to come and meet her and and so he decides he's going to go do this. Now he does this after everything happens with Metatron. He goes to meet her. Gets completely ambushed by her so-called friends that are protecting her. And Claire actually jumps out and stop, like yells, at least warns him. Mm-hmm. She realizes what she's doing is wrong. And they're easily overtaken by Dean. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Very super duper easily. And we see him raise that axe that they came, Tony uh-huh. and his friend, who didn't even get a name on IMDb. I think her name in real life was Celia. Uh, she didn't even get a name on the show. Sorry, Celia. We love you, though. Uh, but Tony and, and the girl come with a bat and an axe, and Dean gets a hold of the axe, and we see him raise it. And Claire yells no, and he brings it down to the park mm-hmm. bench instead. Oh, gosh, I gasped. Did, did, did we think he was going to do him in? he was. No. I, no. The no. second time that he lifted that and raised it anyway, I was like, because he was swinging it down. I thought he was going mm-hmm. for them, but... I don't know. I, I'm just scared about this whole Mark of Cain and what it's doing to him. That's why I thought maybe it could go that way. Yeah, no, I was I was actually the opposite. I don't know why, but um, I definitely, I, I was like, you know, he would just like smash it on the bench and allow us to think like he's kind of doing something. He already had them on the ground. He could t- Maybe he could tell they weren't that much of mm-hmm. a threat and he just wanted to instill fear in them. I, I Yeah, I I knew he wasn't going to kill them and I think that's also a sign from the fact that he realized after being around Metatron that he's like, I wouldn't have stopped. So he's having these moments of his conscience mm-hmm. coming in saying, mm-hmm. okay, I can't kill these two innocent people. But I need to get the information from Metatron, so I'm going to do whatever it takes. And that's a little bit of a different story because Metatron knows the answer to this major problem that's plaguing Dean. Mm-hmm. Right. And Sam, in turn. I mean, Sam and Dean are so close, so basically whatever affects Dean affects Sam. I think we're going to continue to see Sam keep trying to help Dean remove the mark, and we're seeing him. He makes They make so many sacrifices for each other mm-hmm. continually, but I definitely without, without saying it, we're going to see um, Sam continue to help Dean. Mm-hmm. Well, and Metatron calls out uh, Dean by saying, look at all the... Er- uh, I'm sorry. Dean calls out Metatron for all the things that have happened at mm-hmm. his hand, for the killing of Kevin, for the fact that, you know, Gadriel, you know, all the stuff mm-hmm. that's that's happened. And then Sam, or Metatron, Met- Metatron then yeah. calls him out and says, well, wait, how many people have you killed? Yep. How many people have you hurt, you know, and brought this into their lives? So after the whole issue with Claire and her friends, Dean leaves and we see Claire hitchhiking mm-hmm. and Cass stops her. We have a little more of a fatherly 
daughter moment where she says, I will call you. Get away from here. You know, get that ugly car out of here. I need to, you know, make sure somebody takes me. And I, I like you with the tie and, and gives them a compliment. And we feel a little bit of that. Maybe she's going to try and get her act together. Is that I what think you guys are thinking going to yeah, happen? Absolutely. I think We're going to see a positive really, change. A really nice moment between them. I'm glad to see the characters going in that direction. Like, it's kind of like the characters' growth and their relationship growth. And um, it's, I guess it's kind of one of my predictions, I'll just since we're talking about it. I kind of like the fact that they're on this, like, friendly relationship. And, you know, she's kind of... It, how, like, how hard would it be seeing someone that looks exactly like your father, but you know he's dead? So it's somewhat torturous, if you think about it. Like, it, it'd be torturing, like, your right. heart, like, everything, That's your feelings. That's why she doesn't want to be around him. Right, but now seeing that they're going on, like, this path where they could at least be, have a friendly relationship, being able to talk if they need to... I like that. I like that they're going in that direction. Well, I hope that she can keep it up. I mean, she said to him she's going to try to hide away her demons. Mm-hmm. as it, That's what he brought up to her, that maybe we all have a little bit of demons inside us. And I just think she's so young for just hitchhiking and trying to make it. And she's obviously befriended a lot of me. Or bad not, people. Yeah, bad people. And I just don't want her to find herself in trouble, hopefully. She really needs to settle down and find, like, a really stable family. Mm-hmm. And ha- like Cass is not she deserves. Cass can't offer her at this point right now a stable family because of everything that's going on with Dean, which is why I think it was interesting to see him say, "You need to talk to Claire because you both have from one this defiant, yeah, from one dysfunctional, dog. defiant person to another. Here we have this. You guys need to talk mm-hmm. and figure it out." And he said, "I'll text you her number. I like <laughs> right. texting. I, I like texting. I like emoticons." I was like, I think we all had a little bit of like a laugh, silly, like goofy. Yes. Love that side of Cass. Yeah, all those little things that make him just such a lovable, amazing character yeah. Yeah. in this like, show. Yeah, I can text us anytime. Use the emoticons. <laughs> and I think the hardest thing for Claire right now is the fact that she lost her father and, you know, Cass has taken over this and looks just like her father. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for her to see her father, but, but he's not. And then the next father figure she had was Randy. Mm-hmm. And that went so Dean well. killed her. So she's like, she's frustrated with Cass. She's mad at Dean. So... Trying to find some sort of stability is going to be difficult for her, and she's going to have to completely turn over a new leaf. Uh, And hopefully she doesn't find another Randy, though, who is making her steal for... Affection and love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In in return, at the end of the day, essentially, for affection and love and to be somebody that's there for her who really isn't there for you. Basically, she doesn't even have an idea, perhaps, since she hasn't even been brought up with it, she doesn't have, like, an idea of what she should be looking for or what's acceptable, what she deserves of a father figure. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of, like, also what they're, like, trying to portray or what we're seeing. Because she, she sees Cass, which is, her like, her dad, so to speak, like, the outside, and she can't have him. She's with Randy, and she's not being treated how she should be. She's not doing anything that, like, a 16 or 17-year-old should be stealing and, I guess, sac- sacrificing for him for, a hat, like, a roof over her head. So she, yeah, she she needs to find she needs to find something that will be good for her. Do you guys think that we're going to see her again? I think we will. I think we'll see like an updated version and definitely see a different, maybe more of a nice, cleaner. I, I hope we her. see a return of her in a better state mm-hmm. um, and coming back to Cass, Cass with a little bit more respect than she's shown him. This is, I think, a good step. Mm-hmm. But I think we definitely need to see her return with a little bit of more guidance perhaps 
So, Supernatural fans, you guys can let us know if you think we're going to see a return of Claire, what we think about the Rowena Crowley situation, what her real motives are. Go on to YouTube or iTunes, you know, tweet us, Facebook us, Instagram us, let us know what you're thinking. And if you think some of these characters are going to return and what they're going to do, their motives and everything, let us know. We write back to pretty much oh, everybody on YouTube. We love you guys. So let us know what you're thinking. Rate us five stars on iTunes. And, and we love you guys. So thank you for everything. Um, next week, yes. we see the battle between Dean and Charlie. Charlie. This is She's excited about it. She's having fun with it. I think, I think this, is probably, this was probably really, really fun for them. To, to film shoot. and yeah. shoot. Mm. So let's do our predictions for next week and for the rest of the season. Michaela, do you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I actually wrote them down. Okay. Uh, so my first prediction is basically what we kind of just went over with Cass and Claire. So I, I'm predicting that they're going to have, going forward, uh, a mutual understanding and just a friendly, like basically a friendship. That's kind of all they can have. They can't have, like, a father-daughter mm-hmm. bond. So I think that's going to be good for the both of them. And I think she should be able to rely on him if she needs anything. There was a moment where he said in the car, he's like, I can know if someone's, you know, praying or longing or something mm-hmm. like that. So I think that's kind of good. And maybe that's, like, a hint they're giving us to know that he can come back into her life as well for that. And then uh, my other prediction is uh, Kane coming back. Obviously, we know that is happening but I definitely think it has to do with what Metatron said about it dies the source. the source. And I, I've been saying for a while that I think the mark has to go with Kane because we know Kane asked Dean, when I call upon you, I want you to, you know, let it me go. And perhaps that's the reason why he'll be coming back, not because mm-hmm. they're looking for her, for him or they think, but maybe it's because he's coming to them saying, okay, kill me now. Right, maybe, yeah, exactly. Maybe they don't go looking for him. Maybe he comes back. So it's kind of, I, mean, I really don't know. I want it to happen. So I hope, I hope so. I think that's all. Yeah, that's all. Katie, it. I think that we're going to see many more problems with this mark of Cain uh, for Dean. And I'm also really wondering what is going on with that Charlie scene. I've seen the commercial for several mm-hmm. weeks now, and I'm wondering why are they fighting like that? Are they joking? Is it? Is, is it, it a, a joke? Whole setup of a yeah, joke? yeah, or or what's going on there? I mean, last time we saw her, she was in Oz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what happened to her. If if they are fighting, I wonder why. There might be then a flashback scene to bring us up to date. That's to why. That's actually really interesting, Katie. I, I mean, yeah, I guess we, I've never, I didn't think about it till now. We've been seeing the previews for this. That maybe it's all just a big joke, and it's you know almost like the musical episode where it was just all in fun and games. Yeah, and. She's going to end up, you know, helping him or something. But, it, yeah, it's really interesting because that's all that we got was a few seconds of just her coming back and them fighting, whether it was joking or serious. Right. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, my prediction is, obviously, like Michaela said, we know um, Kane is going to come back. And I think you're right. I think it's not going to be them calling upon him. I think it's going to be him sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in one episode because he's going to have to die. In order to take the mark mm-hmm. back or to take some of its power back, he's going to have to die with it. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to sacrifice himself. I do think we're going to see a little bit more of Demon Dean. I don't think we're going to get the massacre like we did in see, uh, episode 9. 
I think we'll see him maybe have to do some moments and some checks, like check yourself. But I think that I definitely think we'll see a little bit of the demon, but I think he's going to be able to refrain from that kind of craziness. When you say demon demon, do you mean the extent of like his power and his anger? His power and, and anger in order to kill somebody with the mark and okay. not just kill because he's protecting somebody. So you don't mean actual being a demon? Yes. Okay, I was yes. like, okay. Just yes. clarify. So that's that's my thoughts. We also need to say congratulations to them for signing off for season yes, 11. Season 11. Yes, season 11. Which is exciting though because Oh my gosh! What what's going to be the problem next season? There's still oh, so much to go we'll with this. We'll be hanging still by the We've, end of this yeah, season. We'll be we'll be finding out good stuff next season. Like and they'll solve half a problem or, or the whole thing, and then there'll be like one cliffhanger where you're like, "Wait, does that change everything we've just been like watching or learning about it?" They have a lot more story to tell. And Misha Collins won it. Was it a People's Choice Award? Yes, I think I Misha Collins won a People's Choice Award for being a favorite sci-fi character. Yeah. So that was awesome. Congrats, Misha. He uh, it. We do have an interview with him at Supernatural Con along with Mark Shepard, Matt Cohen, Timothy Amundsen, mm-hmm. and Tom, Tom O'Pennicott. And yeah, so we have a bunch of interviews you guys need to check out on uh, AfterBuzz TV or YouTube. Uh, find those interviews and. Uh, where can the wonderful fans of AfterBuzz and Supernatural find you, Miss Michaela? Thank you. You guys can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Phillips or on Instagram at Michaela Phillips. You can find me on Twitter at Katie Campbell. That's Katie with three E's and Instagram at Katie Campbell 13. And you guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R. My show, Tenardier's Inn, which is a lame-is cabaret experience, opens this weekend. If you want tickets that are in the Los Angeles area, it's an amazing show that you all need to see. Uh, so anyway, we look forward to seeing you guys next, next week. week with the return of Charlie. Everyone have a great week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 